we're going to go right in Joshua chapter 4, verse 1 up to verse 8. But before we do that, I would love to pray. Shall we? Heavenly Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for what you are to us and what you have been doing. Thank you, Lord, for you are good. You are merciful. You are full of grace. Lord, we have seen your goodness in our lives and in our land. We have seen what you have done in our lives, God, through it all, through all situations. We can see your goodness. We can see your ever presence in our lives, Lord. And we are so grateful for your love for us. Even today, Lord, we are grateful that you are with us and you're continuing to go on with us in our journeys, each one of us. We pray, Lord, to, today, even as we hear your word, that may your spirit, Lord, bring insight in our hearts and conviction also in our hearts, Lord, even as we look at our lives, Lord, and where you are taking us. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right. So today we're going to talk about living a legacy. That's what we're going to talk about, living a legacy. A legacy is something that you leave which outlives you, which is going to be there for future generations. Something that you do with your life, something that you establish, something that you work for, something that you are part of, but with the aim of it outliving you. When your time on earth is over, when your time has come to an end, will your future generation, will the future generation come and be able to, to tap into it and receive a blessing into it? It could be your children. It could be other people that are taking over from what you are doing. It could be, you know, some more people that God is raising to be able to continue what you have started. So we're going to go right in the book of Joshua and read from chapter 4, verse 1, and verse up to verse 8 uh, for the sake of time and see what the Lord told the children of Israel. And verse 1 says, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing. And carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. Mark that. Put them at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribe of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you in the future. When your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the floor of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, as the Lord had told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to their camp where they had put them down. Amen. I'm looking at two. 
uh, we know that the, the, these guys had witnessed, most of them probably had witnessed or they had heard about the great miracles that happened when they just crossed over from, from when they were coming from uh, Egypt to go on the journey to come to the Canaan land the Lord had promised them. So the first thing was the Red Sea, the mighty Red Sea. The Lord, by his hand, through Moses, divided the Red Sea, and these guys crossed right on the ground, like on the, on the dry ground. They crossed the river, uh, at the sea, Red Sea, and there were so many miracles the Lord had done with them. And at this particular time, they were at the border with destiny. They were right at the border of the land that the Lord had promised them. For over 440 years, they were in slavery. And the Lord had promised them, you know, they were like, should I say, over 600 years. The Lord had promised this land to their forefather, Abraham. You know, Abraham had gone down to Canaan. And the Lord said, I've brought you here to leave a sign, an indelible mark on this land. Because your future, future generation will come and possess this land. And I will make a great nation out of them. So now Moses, uh, 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 Abraham had died. And then there was his son, Jacob, who had his children, the Israelites, you know. And he had 12 sons out of them. And, and he had died also. One of them, Joseph, had gone to Egypt as a slave. And the Lord lifted him. He became the prime minister. He became like next to the president, like in our time, of Egypt. A great nation of their time, masting in technology, massive in the army and in development, and it was one of the most civilized countries of their time. And Mo, uh, Joseph became the prime minister of this land. And we know the story. His brothers were there, where there was a famine, and he caused them to come over. When they had made those who had sold him, he told them, the Lord did this for your own good. You meant it for evil, but the Lord meant it for good. I'm not going to hold you against what you did, but I can see where the Lord is taking us in the future. So he invited them, and they settled in Goshen. Goshen was an amazing place, which was fatal. They were, they were nomad, these guys, and they were, you know, they had, they had animals and all that. So they settled right at the place which had got bass, beautiful, plant green grass for their animals and for their, for their farming. And these guys... They were slaves. After Mo, uh, Joseph died, the Pharaoh, who did not know Joseph, came over, made them to become slaves, to begin to farm for them, to begin to build for them. They were tormented and persecuted. The guys cried to the Lord in Exodus 2. The Bible tells us that God calls Moses and he says, I have heard my people's uh, affliction and persecution. I have I have I've seen their affliction and persecution, and I've heard their cries. They are crying to God, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob. And I am sending you to go and deliver them from the hand of their slave masters. And we see them coming right after uh, at the red, when they, they went out after, you know, the miracles that the Lord did. And the last miracle was a miracle of the last bones dying in Egypt. But God serving them because there was the blood of the lamb that was on the doorpost of every house of the Israelites. And the angel of death did not go to strike them. 
And then the Lord, the, the Pharaoh, the Lord of the Pharaoh, let them uh, of, of the Egypt, Pharaoh, let them to go free and get whatever they can get. The guys got whatever they can get, and they were headed right to the Red Sea. And there the Lord saved them. He parted the Red Sea, and he made them to go right through the wilderness. For, 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 for 40 years, they had been walking. They had been walking by the miracles of the Lord. With the cloud by the day, with a pillar of fire by night, the Lord laid them. He gave them quails. He gave them manna. He gave them water gushing out of the rocks. The Lord made, he cured the, the, the uh, you know, the, the poisonous uh, waters at Meribah. The Lord uh, saved them from the serpents that came to kill them, to bite them and destroy them. Uh, he erected the cross by the instruction of the Lord Moses. He erected the cross and put up the, the bronze or golden serpent there to look to the cross and they can be healed. A symbol of looking to Christ, a symbol of looking to God and, and, and God dealing with your situation. And we had seen all this coming. At this particular time, they'd come by, by Jericho. They'd overcome so many kings and kingdoms. Now, they were at the border of destiny. The promised land, Canaan, which they had been waiting for. Then the Lord says, do not be afraid. We know right from when Joshua just took over from Moses, he was looking at Jericho. He did not know what to do. And the Bible says he saw a man standing right in front of him. The man had a sword in his hand. And Joshua took also a sword in his hand and said, are you, for, are you for us or are you our enemy? He says, I'm neither for you, neither do, am I for your enemy. But I'm the commander of the armies of the Lord. And I've come to stand with whosoever is standing with the Lord. Therefore, I am with you because you are standing with the Lord. We are going to pass right and we are going to conquer for the Lord. So it was right an adventurous journey that these guys had been on. Because everything that they did was not by their power or mighty. It was by the mighty hand of the Lord. He took them through the adventure to grow their faith. And this time around, they are at uh, River Jordan. It was quite a deep river. And its current were passing quite fast. Nobody could cross uh, by barefoot. No one could cross by any other mean. You know, and, but the Lord said, I'm going to do just like I did with you guys. With the Red Sea, I'm going to separate these waters. But you have to follow the instruction. I want my Ark of Covenant to be carried by the priest to go to be in front of everyone. I want to be in front of everybody. So I, my Ark of Covenant has to go. So the priest carried the Ark of the Covenant. And wherever they stepped, the water divided. Wherever their feet stepped, the waters parted. And these guys went right up to the place where the water was, was shallow was shallow enough for people to cross. And where they had come from, the, it was a dry ground. The Lord had made it again. Ooh, he had made a miracle again. There was a vast highway right on the sea. There was a big highway right on the river. You know, our God is specialized in the impossibilities. Where you see as impossible, God sees a possibility. He says to those who believe, all things are possible. For with God, nothing is impossible. Is there an impossible situation in your life? I want you today to believe that God is specialized in making the impossible possible. Like the song we, we were singing, he says he makes graves into gardens. 
He makes highways on the seas. You know, makes a vast army out of the dry bones. He's specialized and is known for doing greater things. That's why the people in Jericho, when they heard that the Israelites had come, were coming, they were not even afraid of the Israelites, but they were afraid of the God of the Israelites. We have heard how this God has separated seas, how this God has destroyed armies. If your God is against us, we stand no chance. Imagine, it makes me feel so proud. If, if I stand against my enemies, against my adversaries, against my mountains, against my giants in life, I want them to fear God who is with me. I want them to see and say that this guy carries a living God. He's so powerful. He can kill giants with one stone. He can separate oceans with the command of his voice. He's a great God. He is the same yesterday. Today. He is the same today. He remains the same forever and ever. If he did it for them, he can do it for your life today. He's the God that we save. The rivers parted and the priests stood before the Lord. The presence of the Lord with the ark of the covenant of the, on their shoulders. Until everybody had passed and crossed. Even when they had gone, they did not move from their post. They were in the presence of God and carrying the presence of God with them. That was going to be their victorious weapon. The presence of God. And God says to, Mo, to Joshua, Send 12 men to go see where, right where the priest is standing and pick up and roll from the bottom, from the bed of the, of the, of the sea, of, of the river Jordan. Carry 12 stone. Carry it on because I want you to do something that is going to stand the test of time. I want you to do a greater thing that shall never be erased from the face of the earth. Get these stones and make up a memorial. He raised a memorial, built a, a, a memorial, a wall that is going to be there for generations and generations. It's a legacy that you are going to leave, and this legacy is going to be carried over to all the future generations to come. And I love what the Lord says. There will come a time when your children will ask, what are these stones for? To start with, stones don't just get stuck. They don't just pile up by themselves. So everyone who sees a wall like this, they'll have one thing in their mind. What happened? Who was the builder? What is the historical ground or background to this wall? So the children were going to ask, what do these stones mean? And God says, I want to carry faith. I want you to live faith as a legacy for your children, for your future generation. I want you to transfer and take faith to your children because the Lord knew and the Lord is wise. He knows that no one is here to live forever. Generations come and generations go. Our forefathers' generation passed and it's gone. They've left us either with good or bad legacy. Right? If they did the right thing, that legacy remains with us as children, remains with us as families. That legacy is for us, and also we are responsible to leave legacy to our future generation. My parents passed on a legacy of faith to me that the Lord is good, and there's nothing that is above the Lord. 
If you trust the Lord with all your heart and with all your mind, he will make you successful and prosperous wherever you go. The Lord will be with you. That's what God says to Joshua in chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. I want you to be, to have this legacy. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Then instructed them, I want you to pass this on to the future generations. There'll come a time they'll ask, what does this mean? What does this stand for? I want you to tell them that the Lord did it. These stones will be crying out a message of faith that the Lord parted the seas. He parted the rivers. He overthrew kings and kingdoms. The Lord took us like by his own army, his own hand, his own power from impossible situation to a possible situation. And he created us and made us to be a strong nation today. These stones were going to carry a message, not only of crossing River Jordan, but they were going to carry a message of God's faithfulness. The stones were going to be there to, to preach a message, to speak to generation, to be a legacy that was going to be passed on generations after generation. I can imagine how these guys felt, first of all, to cross the sea. And the Lord says, it's not just for you. It is also for the future generations. I can imagine them shouting because they can see Canaan. They can see it right in few days. They can see Canaan. And they were shouting in their hearts. Kind of how it feels when you first open the door to your first home. You've just been spending time to build your house. And finally, it is finished. They have handed you the keys. But, but the constructors have handed you the key. The joy in your heart. To just open that door to your first home. Maybe how kind of it feels to just have your first degree. We see how people celebrate when they have their graduation. You know, how it kind of feels when you have your first employment. How it feels to be in a good relationship. How it feels to have a wedding that door to your first, to your marriage. I wanted to say first marriage, you know. The door to your marriage, how it feels. <laughs> how it feels when you have that project, you've been handed over the project, and before you roll it out and begin to work out the project, access the kind of is in your heart. And I can feel these guys feeling so hopeful and jumping, but when they are done celebrating, the Lord say, now this joy should not end here. It has to be carried over. It has to be carried over. What are you doing today for future generations? What legacy are you building today? For your children. What legacy are you building today to be able to pass on to the future generations? Because this is showing that God is not is a God of generations, is a God of families. He says that it doesn't even say when your friends, he says when your children. There will come a time when your children will ask, What do these stones stand for? What do these stones to accept? God did it. I want you to say that my children, God is faithful, is a righteous God. I want you to say to them when they are old, I want you to tell them that God is always faithful. I want you to tell them when they are young, that trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. I want you to carry this message to the future generation. When they are successful in Canaan, when they are established in Canaan, doing well, wiser than you are, when they are so powerful and stronger, I want you to bring them back to this memorial. And tell them that God has always been God. Generations through generations. Through generations.